T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Glad you're with us inside the Permission Granted Podcast number 109. Thank you for stopping on by and subscribing to the PGP. Simply go to iTunes, find us there, search Permission Granted, and you'll see us. You'll see our picture, our thumbnail. Subscribe, get all of the episodes. It's also available on our normal DA Show iTunes feed, as well as our website, DA on CBS.com. I am back, back from my trip to the Grove. Back from my journey to Oxford, Mississippi, the episode of Nomad is out, just dropped about an hour ago, so that's available on on YouTube, and Mraz joins me now after being out yesterday. Most important thing of business, item of business is, was your wife happy with you after you took off of work for her birthday? I think we made out happy. Uh, this will be discussed in side B, the Permission Granted podcast. I had a very roller coaster day. Real up and down? Real up and down kind of day. A better day than Jay Cutler had on Monday, but still not all positive. But overall, I think we walk out of that with me as a winner on Monday. So that feels a lot like, I guess, Bama at Ole Miss. Real up <laughs> right. and down, found yourself down 24-3, made a big comeback. Then gave up a couple of late scores. You had a scare, but you walk out as a victor. You walk out as a victor, but there will be some scars and uh, get into a lot of that in the back half of this podcast. Okay, very good. (sighs) Ain't nothing like the Grove. Boy, was I jealous of you. Ain't nothing like the Grove. Now, you've, we've noted here on the Permission Rated Podcast how many of these trips you've made, and you've made mention on Nomad, no spoiler. This might have been the best one you've made? Yeah, the... If I would rank the atmosphere, party, game day, the party itself is probably the best. If it's not the best, it's 1A, 1B with LSU. Wow. The party itself. Now, LSU Stadium is way bigger. I think LSU Stadium is like 90 and Ole Miss is like 60-something. I was going to ask you about that, too. Did they, do you think the smaller crowd made for a better environment? No, not necessarily, because when you are in a building like LSU with 90 or Bama that has nearly 100, that it's pretty damn intense. I mean, it's really, really intense. The in-game atmosphere at Ole Miss was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't like Nebraska. Like, when I went to Nebraska, it was, whoa. But the whole thing, like downtown Oxford, is out of control. I didn't even have it on that video because I couldn't jam everything into it. Right. And then the Grove is totally insane. I mean, I've never had anything like that. 
And then all of the hospitality and the parties, and I didn't even include Saturday night after the game where we went out as well and went to more parties. I mean, all of that, I don't know how you top all this. It's so awesome, too. In the Grove, with all the tents, it looked like a giant partying flea market. That, yeah, that's what it looked that's like. That's a good description. It looked unbelievable. And especially after the game where the tents are lined with the lights and the TVs are still on, everybody's still watching games, crushing beers, yeah. uh, drinking hard liquor. <laughs> it was a oh, lot yeah. of that, too. <laughs> yeah. It just looked amazing. It looked like, and, it, and you know what also I, I got a good impression from? Ju- and again, I wasn't physically there. You were just from watching Nomad, if you will. Of course. <laughs> Is... You didn't seem too old for the party either, no matter what age you were. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of these college venues you can go to and you feel like you're just trying to be a frat bro again because it's all these young college kids party. Right. You had plenty of that, but plenty of the older crowd, too. It looked like a good mixed bag of a crowd all doing the same thing. Yeah, a couple of stats for you. Well, one specific <laughs> stat, okay? <laughs> the twib notes. Yeah, yeah little twib notes. Uh, apparently, the stadium seat's like 62, 63. Estimates over the weekend said that there was going to be over 100,000 people in Oxford flying in for the game or coming in for the game, maybe even up to 150, which means if that's possible, that means like, let's just conservatively say 70,000 people came and didn't want to go to the game. So just there to party. Or didn't have a ticket. Right. So that's all of those people in Oxford. So you couldn't just have 110,000 people that were all under the age of 25 it was families, it was older people, you know, it was uh, families that might have their kids that still go to Ole Miss or alums, so that was pretty insane. And then the other part was, it is such a family thing, it's like kids can't afford usually, the, like if you're 22 years old, I, I don't know how much it is to rent one of those plots and the tent, but like you've right. got to have the tent, you've got to have it catered. You've got to have, like, some of them had cable hookups that you rented. So, you so know, you're, you're like renting the space, if you will, to yeah. tailgate in. Okay. And, and there's a lot of cost that goes into that. So it's not like a 21-year-old that just has a cooler beer looking to, like, puke all over the place can really set up in there. You have to know somebody <laughs> to get set up in there. So there's, like, a lot of organizations that have a tent or community things that have a tent, or specifically See, that's families. interesting, because me being naive and an idiot, I assume these people get there like two days in advance and stake their claim with their tents. I didn't realize you have to rent them out. And even with the cable hookups, like sometimes you go to NFL games or these other parking lots, and everybody has, you know, their direct TV dishes hooked through, you know, generators and stuff, but you're saying they had, you know, regular cable hookups and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not clear on all of it, but was I it was... it almost like renting a cabana at a pool party in Vegas? A little bit like that. I was talking to somebody who, um, who was renting, or who was doing one of these, and and his daughter was going to Ole Miss. And so I was talking to him, his, him and his wife, and I was in one of their tents. And he said, I said, did you come and set this up? He goes, no, I got to be honest. You know, people get out here, like workers get out here at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. and set everything up. And then we just come in and like have the party. Wow. And he said, that's how everybody has cable. Like these are wired. These are hardwired, these tents for HD TV. So they ha- they rent companies to come in and set it up. Now, I don't know if that's everybody because there seemed to be a lot of tents that didn't have that type of spread. But, I mean, it's acres of this thing. I mean, it's a huge area. So some people must do that. Some people must rent people to, to set it up. So it's just like a totally different level of organized partying. and That's cool. And then, and I'm sure everybody hosts them is kind of like, you know, one with the parties. People are walking through, you, yeah. know, you know, chanting and everything else. Yeah, and a good time. yeah. And and so there's that part. And then also what I 
what I found out that I really liked was not drinking at the game. Everybody goes and gets, you know, good and buzzed before the game. And they so, don't serve alcohol in a stadium? No. And some people obviously will throw flasks down their side, you know, their sides. And right. I'm sure that was happening. I didn't see it, though. Like, our whole section, nobody was drinking. Nobody was, like, trying to get plastered and hammered. It was, you know, get drunk before the game, have a good time, go see the game. The game was freaking four hours right. of change. So you had to, and you're sweating your butt off, so you sober up pretty quick. And then you go back out and you have a good time afterwards. Which makes sense because that probably makes for less in-crowd fighting like we've seen a million of these videos from the NFL. I never saw anybody get into fights. Now, I wasn't in the student section. Um, where So we had two sets of tickets. It was me and my buddy Pens who were sitting where you saw in the video. And then three of our other guys were sitting uh, in one of the end zones. And apparently there were some kids down there and they said they saw some Bama fans and Ole Miss fans getting into it. Nice. But I didn't see anybody get dragged out drunk. I didn't see anybody sloppy. I that makes for a better time, though. Totally, because you can enjoy the party without the you know the blo- the bull bleep, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. And um, the only thing about it, the, my only negative about the game was it was overwhelming for my first time. Now maybe if that was Ole Miss versus Louisiana Lafayette, you know, it would have been like, okay, I get it. This is my kind of dry run. Yeah. But walking into Bama. You got thrown right into the gauntlet there. I couldn't believe it. I could I mean, it was, there were points where we couldn't move because there were so many people in the crowd. Now, how long is the drive in the, in the Grove from Oxford to Tuscaloosa? I think it's about three. So it's definitely doable, obviously. Yeah, there were people that did it, and there was a good Bama contingent. So it was just so intense. There was so much going on that at times. I'm like, my head's got to be in a swivel. I don't know where to go. What are we eating? What are we drinking? Because we had about three hours in the Grove. It was a 2.30 kick. We got there around 11, 11.30. And people are like, oh, you could have gotten out there at 7. What did you do? Bring like a 12-pack or something? Yeah, we had uh, we had a cooler that we put you know, maybe 15 beers in between the five of us or so. Um, and then some hard alcohol as well. But we knew we had tents that we knew people at. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like all of that had to you know, f- fill up. The, all of us. So we had uh, two different tents that we were set up to be organized and to go visit. That's a well-planned, well-thought-out execution. Now, I know you like to make – obviously, you, ha- you have to hit a bunch of these stadiums. That's the trip. Will you ever get to a point where you've you've hit enough of them and say, okay, I have to go back to the Grove? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think at this point, it'd be hard to go another five years without hitting either LSU or the Grove. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I want to see that I haven't done yet. Um, I really want to see Tennessee and Neyland Stadium. I want to see the Buckeye. I want to see the Horseshoe and the Buckeyes at Ohio State. Um, Have you been to the Big House? Haven't been to the Big House. I think the number of fans is cool because it's like 110 or something. But right. I've heard it's not a really loud crowd. Okay, that it's a little bit subdued. It's a lot of old money. Um, so there's a couple of rowdy ones that I really want to go to. But I, I mean, Ole Miss was, and the thing about Ole Miss was that. Every stop we went to, we didn't really know anybody, and then we found somebody that just kind of adopted us, and then they set us up with other people or other parties or the next day. Pass you guys along and stuff like that. That's cool. It was amazing. It was really, I mean, everybody, and nobody could believe that we came down there from New York just for the game. We're like, yeah, we should, y'all came down just for a football game? (laughs) Yeah. Y'all came down from New York? Yeah. And then what you didn't see on that is is the downtown Oxford. I mean, there there was a bar called the Library. There was a sixty dollar cover. 
Sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. And that doesn't come with a drink of any kind? Nothing? I don't think so. Sixty bucks because it was such a loony bin. I mean, there were just pit people and kids hanging out of every bar. It was like Mardi Gras. I mean, that's awesome, but you gotta bring a lot to the table to get me to pay sixty dollars to go into a bar. Yeah, I, I said I haven't paid sixty bucks to go into a bar in Manhattan. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it in Knoxford, Mississippi. Um, but, yeah, so out of what you saw me eat on that video, okay. what was the most intriguing to you? Because I left off one barbecue joint. I, I did, You had multiple barbecue hits. My final shot, you might remember, I'm in front of a Tom's barbecue. I didn't show that because I didn't have enough time. That's going to be the next part of it because you and I talked about maybe doing a separate food one. Okay. Now, this is going to come with um – a caveat and a slight, if you will, problem I had with this week's Nomad. Okay, no All problem. Right? Yeah, if, looking, if for, for, looking for being open-minded here. Looking for listener feedback. My actual is going to surprise you. I loved your, you know, your crack and peel shrimp. Mm-hmm. I thought that actually looked the most delicious. Mm-hmm. That looked like it, and you, the way you showed that spread and the whole deal with all the seafood. I think that is what interests me more. But I think the problem with that is, as much as your ribs and everything else look good at the barbecue place, your shot of what you ordered was so quick on the screen. That if you blinked, you missed it. So I didn't really get the fully... Okay. I'm watching you eat it, but I didn't fully grasp what you ordered because that shot was so quick as far okay. as what you actually ordered. Okay. Um, I am going to flesh out the barbecue and the peel and eat and then my second barbecue on the next Okay, so it was just video. a quick pullover and then I'll get what I'm looking for on this one. Yeah, because okay. this was like I had to hit everything in that 8 to 10 minute span. It was just so much. So it was just like quick hitter for the barbecue. So other than the ribs, what was on that barbecue platter then? I had the rib combo. It was ribs. Um, I think it was a full rack, and then I got pulled pork and pulled chicken. Okay, so that all sounds tremendous. The ribs look out of this world. Yeah, they were they were the best part. Now, did you prefer because you came from Kansas City? Well, you didn't come from. You worked in Kansas City. The Memphis style ribs or the Kansas City style ribs? I would say I probably preferred the Kansas City ribs. Um, but the thing is, in Kansas City, different places do different things good. Well, you know, so right. like one place has great ribs, other place has great pulled pork. The other place has good rib tips, other place has something else. So the best thing I ate at that first place, Central Barbecue in Nashville, were the ribs. But then the second place I went to, I got pork shoulder, pulled pork shoulder. Get yourself a pork shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and that was the best. So you'll see that in the next video. Okay, that's good. I'm, I'm liking that you're stretching those out through two episodes. Yeah. But I tell you, the seafood look in, and I guess that was in Oxford. Yeah, that was just a backyard party. Oh, and how did you find a backyard party? So, Wright Thompson of ESPN that we right, talked about. we discussed about, last week. He, uh, I texted him when I landed. He said, okay, we're, we're over at one of the bars. Come meet us. And then we were trying to get everybody together, so we missed him there. So I said, okay, we're here now. Where are you? He's like, oh, we went to a backyard party. You can come over and, and uh, hang out. So we went over to this party, and the best thing is that we didn't know where we were going, so we're walking downtown Oxford, and is it closed? Where is it? And we took a wrong turn, and we ended up at a frat party. It was, a, <laughs> it was like old school. That's great. It was, it was five like thirty somethings in their mid to late thirties, and we're like, "Is this the place?" And we walked in, and I had to be like, "Yeah, I guess this is the place." And these kids are like, "Who are you? <laughs> Did they are, care? Who are you, old man?" Yeah, they started looking at us. So I, uh, I about stepped in the front door because there was all these people in the porch, and there's a keg outside. And uh, there's a Confederate flag inside. <laughs> I said, I don't know if this is our crowd here. And, uh, 
I say, I mentioned the address. I said, this so-and-so? And the guy's like, don't ask me. I don't live here. And I was like, okay, well, who does? So he pointed me to a guy. I was like, is this so-and-so? He's like, no, you're in the wrong place. I was like, oh, okay, do you know where the address is? And he's like, uh, yeah, I think it's up the street a block. And I was like, oh, okay. So we quickly, I was like, guys, wrong party. Let's get, Let's out, get of here. out of here before there's an incident. <laughs> so we uh, went a block up, and we just heard music at this other place. We followed this driveway down. And there was that live band that I showed in the video right. playing. So we're like, oh, this is cool, but it probably is very uh, like specific, the guest list. And so we walked down the driveway, and there was a woman outside named Elizabeth. And she's like, oh, nice to meet you. Who who you all? And we're like, oh, I'm a friend of Wright Thompson. Is he here? She's like, oh, yeah, he's out over in the back. I was like, oh, my name's Damon, and we came in from New York for the game. Oh, well, come on in. There's three bars. There's this over there. There's this over there. Have yourself some food. We got the band going on. Whichever you need, let us know. Oh, my. She couldn't have been sweeter, couldn't have been nicer. And so we just spent the whole night there after the bar. Uh, And then I think maybe we went to the bar afterwards. But, like, we spent a good chunk of time there and ate and drank. and That's awesome. And that's awesome how welcoming they were. It was amazing. I was like, if I threw this party, I wouldn't want strangers at it. But, like— And then she... Was, right, like, if we, if we had a party like this, and they're like, oh, we flew from Mississippi to... All right, well, there's uh, a bar up the block. <laughs> yeah, Leave us alone now. Exactly. Like, they they had it catered. They had a band. They had three bars set up. Like, would you just invite anybody to that party? Now, <laughs> now is that a party specific because it's such a big game weekend, or is that an every time Ole Miss has a home game kind of party? You know, I don't know. I think that, I, I think that they ratcheted it up this game for Alabama, but it might be every home game. I mean, it right. seemed like that town was just about at every home game. So I saw Wright, and we had a great time, and that was so cool, and the food was excellent. And uh, that woman, Elizabeth, and her husband, they go, well, you got to come to our tent tomorrow at the Grove. So that was one of the tents that we were set up to go oh, hang out that's at. that's great. So, and, then, and so it just kept folding itself over. People that we met became other people that we met, and they just kept inviting us out. The kicker on all of this is that we learned the next day that Vern was at that party before we got there. Are you serious? Yes! And we missed him. So all that talk about finding Vern, you actually, had you not maybe walked into the Confederate flag party, you yes. might have found Vern. Yes. And I, there's no way Vern was there when we were there. Like, we were trying to figure out if the timeline overlapped, but there was probably only, when we got there, maybe 50 people there. So you, there, you basically, you would have noticed a Vern there in the crowd. You couldn't not find a Vern, and you would have heard a Vern if you didn't see a Vern. <laughs> right. I mean, he would just be jolly and cackling right. and... So I'm like, are you kidding me? We almost did run into Vern. Oh, you were that close to the perfect weekend. I know. Would you have rather found out that Vern wasn't at the party? No, because it made me feel like, of course. You know, this is the type of weekend, of course. <laughs> I ran into Jim Kelly in the airport. I saw that. How? Where was he coming from? Coming from Buffalo because his nephew was quarterbacking Chad Kelly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it was amazing. I didn't even think of that, like an uh, an idiot. So he was coming from, what, the Jet Bill game and then... I guess so. I think he lives in Buffalo. Something tells me that ain't a direct flight from Buffalo to Memphis. I don't think so. But uh, there were tons of Ole Miss fans on my flight out of Newark. Tons of Ole Miss fans on uh, Mark's flight out of LaGuardia. Um, and then b- the Buffalo flight landed, and there were Ole Miss fans on there. I'm like, so strange. Where are all these people coming from? But then again, you go to these bars in New York City, the alumni bars, and there's a million people, and yeah. you wouldn't think it. But th- that's what happens. Yeah, I know. So we just missed Vern. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing was like, 
I thought he was Saturday night. I was out drinking Saturday night. I was like, I wonder if he rented the Vern. Because I even took the picture on my TV as I'm watching the game, too. <laughs> Got to find this man. I know. Uh, I And I sent out the bat signal to the guys that I thought had a, the Vern tracker, but they didn't have the Vern I tracker. wonder if he got on a flight right out of there after the game. Maybe. I don't know. I think Vern likes to hang out. <laughs> 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 that was a hell of a game, though. Oh, it was tremendous. It was just so long and so hot. That was a four-hour and change game, and it didn't go to overtime. A lot of penalties early. The hits flying all over the place. A lot of offense. Yeah. And then the college rules, I just don't like that they stop the clock after every first down. Every first down. Can we just let it run? I don't know why they just don't adopt NFL rules full-blown, even the two two feet down. You know, can we just get that going here? Yeah, and it made me also think, like, as I'm studying the clock, I'm going, it's 95 degrees. It's 85% humidity. Like, I'm dying here. Can we, you know, I'm I'm looking for maybe a three-hour and 45-minute game. It turned into a four-hour and 15. I think it was 4.15. Why, after a kickoff, does the clock stop? It makes no sense, How could you not just, if you don't go to commercial break, which sometimes you don't, why would that not just be a running clock or a running play clock? Yeah, like the play clock is started. You're about to take the yeah. field and go. There are little things like that. We complain about the pace of play in baseball, but college football has its flaws, and even football to an extent. Yeah, in the NFL, why after a kickoff would the play clock not start? I know a lot of times they go to commercial, but not every time. You know, it, I, is it just to protect that commercial? Because if what well, they should earmark a few of those breaks for commercial, right? Just like the NBA does, right? And then a few of those breaks start the freaking play. Let's clock. go because. They'll reset the. They'll stop the play, tackle, reset the play clock by the time it comes back. They won't even start the play right. clock, and then they'll they'll come to the sideline. They'll huddle, then they'll set the ball. They'll run out to the the field, and they'll set the ball. Then they'll wind the play clock. I'm like, that was a good minute that we just killed two minutes for doing literally nothing. It makes no sense. And and I know the NFL three hours I could deal with the when you get into four hours in college football games it's useless. That game I watched the entire first half at home. And it was my sister's birthday that night, so we were going out to a town. We had to take, like, a train 20 minutes, you know, so there was no drinking and driving. By the time I got to the bar we were meeting at, it was a big college football bar, actually, we were going to. The fourth quarter was just starting. I only missed the third quarter. And mind you, I had to get to a train, (laughs) take the train all the way there, get off the train and walk to this bar. And all I missed from that game was the third quarter. Yeah. How is that possible? Uh, It was – and imagine that went to overtime. (laughs) Talk about five hours. Could have been a five-hour game. Play a baseball doubleheader in that time. Could have been a five-hour freaking football game. They got to do something to fix it. They just have to. That's just too much. Too much. But people embrace it. and They love partying, so that's why it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean, if you wanted to get your buzz on, you were waiting a long time to get back out. You lost it. (laughs) I mean, it, it was so hot. I didn't show this in the video. It was so hot. I was so dehydrated. They ran out of water in the building. So I bought a snow cone. Without flavor, just to have the ice to melt. I just had a giant snowball of ice that was shoving down my face. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a creative way. If they're out of water, to make up for it, I appreciate that. That's a good job. Yeah, that was intense, man. Ole Miss, it's done. Check it off the bucket list. Amazing time. Videos available on Nomad on uh, on YouTube, rather in uh, the Nomad episode three titling. So. uh What's coming up here next on Side B? Side B, I had a roller coaster day taking my wife out for her birthday. Let's just put it this way. There were questions about a massage, and there was an oopsie. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I would say Side B is a must-listen here. That's a tease right That's there. a tease. That's a major market tease. Side B, right now. 
Let's go. It's Side B of the Permission Greta Podcast. I am the host of Side B of the Permission Greta Podcast. That's such a prestigious title to have. I'm also the executive producer of the DA show, Sean Mraz, joined for a wild card Side B edition. That's right. No James Ward, no Joe D'Aloisio. Jay Berman has hopped off the bench and is here to join us on Side B of the Permission Greta Podcast. I resent very much that you call me a bench guy. You know I'm a starter. Well, you're starting here on Side B, and the reason I bring you in is because I think you can relate to a situation I had unfold on Monday. For those of you who don't know and didn't notice, I was off of the DA show on Monday evening. Joe D'Aloisio pinch hit for me on the, on the executive producer chair. Big Red, I believe, was on the wheels of steel. The reason I took off, call me not a man, if you will, I had my wife's birthday, and I tried to do the right thing and give her a, uh, you know, a day for her, if you will. And $400 spent later, I wish I came to work instead. But anyway, I think uh, this is a good time for anybody listening, man or woman, to discuss something you would do with a significant other on a birthday and treat them well. The main part of the day, I went for a couple's massage, Jay, and apparently you're a, a massage guy yourself. Love couple's massage. Love any kind of massage. Okay, a massage is great. Okay, I uh, was not fond of it when I was first going. But now that I've gone a Maybe few times, I love it. Maybe you were a little shy at first. I was a little shy. So I had uh, two women. We're in the same room with each other, myself and my wife, laying down on tables. Hence the term couples massage. Okay. So now my first question is, have you done the couples massage or just a regular massage? Both. Okay. I Many don't, times. I don't get the couples massage point of being in the same room because you're relaxed. It's not like you're having a conversation anyway. So what is the point of it? Uh, just a romantic um, type of situation, if you will. I, I, all right, I don't see that if we're both sitting there. But anyway, I had we had each had a woman rub us down, and we were just talking about this in the newsroom, and this is the reason I wanted to bring you in. You prefer a man sure do. rubbing you down when it sure comes do. to a massage. Sure do. And I found this interesting, and I thought this was time to bring this to side B. Okay, what about a man rubbing you down as a man do you like about, you know, getting a massage? Larger, firmer, stronger hands. <laughs> Okay, so when a girl rubs you down, you don't like it. You, you so when that's you, not true at all. I never said I didn't like it. Okay, so when you call a massage parlor, if you, are they still call them parlors, like I ice don't cream think parlors, so. Uh, I go to a they're place, called spas. Okay, I went to a, sp- a place like a spa yesterday or Monday. I ask specifically. Okay, who are the people that that we have scheduled? And if they mention a man's name, I make sure to say. Well, give the man to my wife because I don't want any part of the man rubbing me down. Luckily, we had two women yesterday. I refused to even try a man. Did you feel odd when you first tried a man with a massage? Or it was one of those things? There might have been a slight trepidation, but uh, the decision proved to be correct. <laughs> so now you will go out of your way to prefer a man? Like if you'll there, order I, the man? No. It, what happens is, as you know, with a couple's massage, if there is a man and a woman that are the masseuses, plural. Masseuse? Uh, Maasai. Maasai's. <laughs> um, and they'll ask you who, which one you would like, and I always say the man now. Okay, so let's say you and your wife go for a couple's massages, a man and a woman. Yeah. The woman rubs your wife, the man rubs you? Correct. That's so odd. Not That's to not me. right. Not to me. Okay. Now, here's the next part of this. For me, I, I, I'm actually curious, do you have any sort of uh, movement, if you will, when done with a massage, because your body's relaxed, your brain's taken off, and, you know, situations... Do I become aroused? Yes. I haven't. Okay. You I, gotta concentrate, though. I oftentimes find myself 
baseball helps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing stats through your head? Yep. Okay, I oftentimes find myself, uh, if you will, the blanket raised. Yeah. When I, well, that's when, when I you're over. on your back. Usually you do back second. Um, yes, back second. And, you know, the thighs start getting rubbed, the whole deal. I don't. Let me ask you a question. Did you have underwear on or not? Because I always go bare. I go underwear because... Uh, nah, because then they can't get in there. They got to get right to the top, you know? So you're saying if I take my underwear off when I do this massage. Yeah, they really get in there. I can't believe we're discussing this. They go cracks McGee on you? Uh, I don't know about all the way to the crack. They get close. Close to the crack. Okay. <laughs> all right, so they hemorrhage, if you will. Uh, I keep the underwear on. I was wearing Scooby-Doo's yesterday, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so my, my I guess my question is, I don't know, like, would a guy rubbing me down give me that same... Um, would you become aroused if a man right, touched would, you Would the close? blanket be raised if I had the man rubbing me down? I don't know. The answer to the question for you, for me, it's no. And then let's say the blanket but is... But I don't, I don't become aroused with a woman either. Okay, see, so I Gotta do. Gotta concentrate, bro. Uh, so just read read Fernando Tatis' stats from 1998 and I'll be okay? The giant saints. But see, that's the thing. That's part of a massage is I don't want to think. I want to let my mind be free for an hour. Well, if, you're th- if, if, if you become aroused, then you are thinking, right? I'm not. No, I let my brain uh, play tricks on me. I don't know. I just feel like if I had that same arousal feeling with a with a man rubbing me down, it would lead me to a very confusing time. I don't know what to say to that, but <laughs> that's a you problem. I'm going to avoid the man rubbing me down. I like the woman rubbing me down, which I, I find that interesting. Well, anyway, would you say that's a good uh, gift for my wife, to go for a couple's massage? 100%, but apparently, as you're about to uh, tell us, the day... The day was only getting started. The day took a serious turn in a negative direction, correct? <sighs> negative and then positive. The whole day was a roller coaster. So the couple's massage was essentially how we started the day. That cost me, and I'm going to tell you flat out, it cost me... Yeah, but me- you know what? You were also you were also serviced as uh, well. I agree. So let's not act like, okay, you know... Okay, I'm just saying... For a gift, two hundred nineteen dollars plus twenty dollars each on tip, so it's another forty dollars. Two hundred fifty-nine dollars. Yeah, not cheap. Okay, so my wife essentially has now gotten a hundred twenty-five dollar massage. If you break it up like that, okay, uh, I would say that's justifiably a good gift. Apparently, she wasn't done with the gifts. Okay, in more the ways than one. We went out to lunch next at this great place where you grew up. Uh, it's like a deli, you know, big sandwich type of place. They have all these crazy sandwiches. I had a sandwich with like coleslaw, Russian dressing, chicken cutlet, bacon, the whole nine. My wife actually pays for lunch after she sees how much I spent on the I don't understand something. You don't have a joint bank account? We don't. We just kind of each, you know, go through our own bank accounts. We each pay certain bills and it all evens out. But she pays for lunch out of her end. Bad job by me or good job by me that I let her pay on her birthday for lunch? Horrible job. But you know the answer to that question. (sighs) I thought about it after. Why even ask? But I spent enough money. I, I, you know, I like that she lightened the load. After that, we're on our way to the mall where she has. Speaking of lightening the load. We're on our way to the mall, Jay. She wants to pick out a couple things. This is going to be a gift. Because I didn't actually buy her a gift. It was massage, and I'll let you pick out something at the mall or whatever. Whatever. She's going to pick out some makeup brushes, which are ridiculously expensive. On the way, uh, allergies hit me, if you will, and I sneezed really hard. With the sneeze came an act of God known as the shark. (laughs) My wife driving. I'm in the passenger seat. A big lunch was sitting in my belly. And let's just say the underpants got moist. Not the first time a situation like this has happened with me. In fact, a situation like this has happened has been discussed in past Permission Granted Podcast. Number 51, I believe. 
immediately, for whatever reason, my wife yelling at me as I now grab the handle above the seat as I'm trying to not have my pants sit on her nice Ultima seats. She calls you <laughs> because I guess she knows that you enjoy a good fart or a poop story. Let me just give you the verbatim. Do you know what your friend just did? What's that? He farted and he bleed. <laughs> so, yeah, so you knew right away. She pulls over. We're two blocks from the mall. I have to get out of the car, figure out my situation, get situated. She drives away and makes me walk to the mall. Bad job by her or should she have been more understanding? Well, let me ask a question uh, before I give you the answer. Okay. Uh, how damaging was this shark? You know, it was not as damaging as past. It wasn't full roughage. It was, uh, you know, a moist streaker, if you will. Um, well, then perhaps. Well, it, it was it raining yesterday. <laughs> Outside, physically, it was raining. Yes, right. Um, so that's a little harsh. It was. But as you if, know what? You did shard on her birthday. I did, <laughs> I did. She then calls her mother to tell her her day is almost ruined. I have to. So basically, Wait I'm walking. Minute. She told your mother-in-law that you no, went in your pants. Called her mother and said you wouldn't believe what my husband just did. Uh, by the time I had rejoined her, I walked the two blocks to the mall. She told me I needed to walk it off and, fi- and think about what I did. I met her, end up having to buy her more than one gift at the mall. Because of the shark. Because of the shark. All in all, we go home at night. The whole day cost me over $400 between massages, gifts, and a pair of underwear, if you will. The, the next problem I have with this, Jay, is she calls you because she knows you enjoy a good story. I come into work on Tuesday, today, the day we're taping this, and everybody has come up to me asking me, if I threw out my underwear and how this was. How is it possible that this many people know about this incident, and why can't you keep your mouth shut? Um, As you uh, aptly suggested, I love a good fart story. (laughs) And uh, so there was no way I was going to keep that secret. First of all, when she called me, I was in the newsroom. I'm dying laughing. Joe D. turns to me and says, what's so funny? How could I not tell him what was so funny? Okay, so Tom DeCelestino works in Doug Gottlieb. How did he find out? Uh, I probably told him. Okay, and Kenny Brock, who used to work on the DA show, used to do Side B here with me. Correct. He <laughs> tweeted me something to this extent. How did he know? Because we play basketball together, and when I saw him at basketball for our layup lines, I told him that you sneezed and went. Come on, man. Can, can I just, now everybody knows because that's why I have no problem talking about this on the podcast, because everybody knows, but you've got to be better than that and You're not probably do that to right. me. But you know what? I think if you nip in the bud... The sharding, maybe we wouldn't have this problem. Okay, so now I guess my next question I would pitch to Twitter uh, out there at CBS at Jay Berman. I'll pitch to you, Jay. When we take the day all in all, okay, we get a couple's massage. My idea, we do it. I take off of work to give her a good birthday, okay? Two pluses for me. I buy her multiple gifts in the mall. She knows at the end of the day I've spent $400 cash, Okay. Now, I did short, and she did pay for lunch. <laughs> did she have a good birthday, or did I ruin the birthday? How would this birthday rate? I think neither. Neither. You think it's just a 50-50, you get out of there? In there? Now, I did short. But I'm saying, do you get out of there going, you know what, I had a good birthday? Or despite everything my husband did for me, the man still almost ruined my fine seats in my car? Can I ask you a question real yes. quick? Because I have an answer, but I want to ask you a question okay. first. Why did you admit that you had sharded if it wasn't that bad? Why didn't you just play it off? Okay. Here's the thing. She happened to have turned down the radio 
in the car while we were driving. We were having a conversation. We were having a nice intellectual day talking. Um, me and my wife don't get to do this a lot, especially during football season, because I'm locked into the football on the weekends and I'm working evenings. She never, she's always home, dinner by herself. So we're having a good day, good conversation. I sneezed so loud and she heard the uh, movement, the sneeze out of the back end of the rotation, if get you will. Get out of here. That, also, I couldn't hide my facial expression. My facial expression was somewhere like the, oh, no, I didn't <laughs> face. She looked at me right away. And here's the thing. I'm a seasoned veteran when it comes to not being able to control movements. She knew what happened. <laughs> like, I didn't have to say it. She knew what happened. And she started yelling immediately. So should I go to a doctor to get this problem checked out? Sure, but it's not like I'm doing it every day. It's maybe a <laughs> twice a year situation. <laughs> but... You know, she she knows what she married into, so I don't think she could be upset. If she, you know, let's, let's be honest, if she craps herself on my birthday, you know what? I She owes me that one. Didn't that almost happen once? I don't remember. Yeah, you were going to the movies. Yeah, we had to we had to pull out of the lot. Okay, listen, we also had heavy sandwiches. That, that place for lunch that you grew up in, it's called Seaport Diner. Deli. Deli, Seaport whatever. Deli. Seaport Deli. I mean, they have these sandwiches are outrageous. They're putting onion rings on sandwiches, fries, gravy. It's crazy. I mean, couldn't you just have a salad for her birthday? First of all, if we're going to Seaport Deli, I'm not having a salad. Eh, fair point. Not having a salad. I had a piled high chicken cutlet, bacon, mozzarella, coleslaw, Russian dressing. Macaroni salad as well. What, what would be your go-to there? Um, there's two sandwiches. One I call the Jay Berman, which was chicken cutlet. And you know, their chicken cutlets are amazing. Oh, they're great. Chicken cutlet with mashed potatoes and gravy on a roll. They do that? So good. I didn't know they do that. I would have got that. It's called the Jay Berman. <laughs> it wasn't off on the board. It's a secret sandwich. Interesting. What's the other one you would go The with? other one is just chicken cutlet with Russian dressing. They make it beautifully. So you don't order like off, you order your own. I, I, well, there's the Boone. That's the most popular sandwich they have. There's the Gasm, which you got. The one there's I got. the Stephen Matz for the Mets pitcher. Yeah, so if you're looking this up at home, look up Seaport uh, Deli and talking to New York. You got to see the sandwiches they do here. It was outrageous. We had a good lunch. All right, so let me answer the question. Yeah. I think it's a 50-50 day for her. I don't think it was the best day, and I don't think it was the worst day. You think I could have done better? You didn't cap off the day, if you know what I mean, which is, I think is a terrible job by you. No, I made dinner, and then we watched Monday Night Football. Yeah, you ate too much. <laughs> I did eat too much. Even after the shark, you'd think you'd pull the back, pull oh, back the reins. You know what? I made a great dessert. She's not a big cake person. I baked a big chocolate chip cookie and put a scoop of ice cream on top. For you? Well, I had one as well, but I think I did a good job. I cooked dinner and dessert. What'd you cook for dinner? More chicken cutlets. We had chicken cutlets, mashed potatoes, and asparagus. I mean, that's what you have every single day. No, I have grilled chicken usually. And I had the asparagus, which was nice. She had a nice day. I think he, I think she walks away going despite my I think more flaws. positive than negative. Yeah, but the negative was a big negative. Yeah, well, Like, that was a big turnover before the end of the half. <laughs> yeah. You know what you I'm saying? We couldn't just run out the clock. We couldn't just run out the clock. Now, you were here. How did Joe D filling in, fill in producing my absence? Uh, apparently, quite well. Okay, because he came in here. The reviews are in, and, I mean, he's gunning for you, Joe. I trust Joe D when I'm out. I really do. He didn't call me once, which was a good you thing. You should trust Joe D. As I said, gunning, gunning for the big chair. Now, briefly before I let you go, it was also my birth. My wife shares a birthday with James Ward. So Correct. it was James Ward's birthday. He was also off on Monday evening. Did not show up for basketball. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. So now, for those of you who need to know, James Ward plays on the CBS Sports Radio basketball team unofficially on Jay Berman's team. It was his birthday Monday, 
He really wanted to play in the basketball game for his birthday, but there was some debate. His fiance gave him the business. His fiance was flying back from a business trip to hang out with him on his birthday, but she, he wanted to play basketball and go out with her after. She wanted no part of playing basketball. He, as it turns out, now we find out he did not play basketball. No. So did James Ward wuss out on his own birthday? Should he not have been allowed to play basketball? I think on his there own was birthday? a little bit of guilt involved. She said, "Oh, don't worry. If you want to play basketball, I'll just cancel the plans." But it's his, birth, it. it's his birthday. He should be able to do what he wants, of right? Of course, but she laid it on thick, if you will, when she said it that way. Oh, if you want to, just let me know. I'll just cancel the plans. And James looked at me and said, I have no choice. This is pretty... That's an interesting turn of events. Yeah. So we could tweet on at, his birthday. We could tweet at James Ward CBS if you think he was a wuss for not playing basketball. Check him out there. You could tweet at Joe. And D. he CBS. wanted to play basketball. I know he did. You could tweet at Joe D. CBS. Tell me you did a terrible job at my place, or if you want him, Mr. Producer, one be out. Let us know as well. Jay, that's going to wrap it up for side B. Thank you for being the sharp police and judging my date with my wife. I hope it was uh, three hundred and sixty-four days before another birthday. For the big misses. I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do in that place. I know what you shouldn't do. We'll leave it at that. I think everybody knows what I shouldn't do. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to the Permission Greater Podcast. Have a great, I believe, final weekend in September. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.